Welcome to Cabana Boys Podcast, the first Taco Cabana podcast. Please prepare yourself for orientation. Welcome to the Cabana Boys. Yeah, welcome. It's uh, it's our first show. So great to be here on this like this weird format of podcasting. Yeah, it's like a radio show, but kind of like one that uh, you know is a little bit easier on the production end. Like you know, honestly, I've never heard it compared like to a radio show. So I think that's really profound of you. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, apparently we're a podcast now, the Taco Cabana podcast. Yeah. And uh, I'm your host, Nick Ortiz. And I'm Devin Hanley over here in uh, the the Taco Cabana corner tonight. Just uh, thinking about those delicious (laughs) quesadilla bites and, you know, just the the places that they just took us to. But uh, yeah, we're here, we're live, and we're uh, talking about Taco Cabana, our favorite. And it's weird to do our, our first podcast ever without our our co-host that's right you yeah know, uh, jordan um cabana you, krennic you may have uh, listened there's a big slice of this quesadilla missing tonight and that of course is uh jordan cabana krennic who is actually off on a uh, top secret cabana mission top secret <laughs> top secret mission to find out some more information for us but you got us you know um let's take a deep dive tonight into um everything under the sun everything under the cabana yeah yeah and um actually i'm just happy that we're actually talking about the history of taco cabana um because i mean we when we first thought of this idea it just seemed like it was a, a a stretch you know what i mean like who would make a podcast about taco cabana yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we the way that we see it though is in this kind of uh this uh this age we're in of everything being very very specific, very niche. Yeah. You know, there's a podcast for just about anything right now. Yeah. There isn't a podcast for, you know, the cabanis out there, the people who mm. live and you know survive by the uh grace of uh of cabana of taco cabana yeah which if you don't live in texas is uh very <laughs> few of you so yeah you know. uh, actually if you don't live in texas you probably don't know what we're talking about um uh, but if you live in new mexico you got an idea yeah yeah you got an idea uh, but first before we dive right into um our main topic for today let's talk uh news Hey, this is Branderson Pooper, and you're listening to CNN, the Cabana News Network, you idiot. So at the beginning of the year, Big Banna uh, announced that they're actually going to be bringing back some of the classics Mm. and introduce some new classics. Uh, Now, for the new classics, they're bringing the pork adobo. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce See, that. See, I just like anything that can be described as new classic. It's so good that it doesn't even have to go through the you know time that it takes to become yeah. classic. It's classic. It's an instant classic. Right off the bat. You don't even need to tra- taste it. Just look at it. And you're like, whoa, that, that thing, I may not have seen that. I may have not have tried that before. But, man, is that classic. The, the hangovers 
of tacos right here. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hangover exa- of tacos. Exactly. It's like Todd Phillips directed this this taco. It's such an instant classic. And it's actually just delicious pork marinated. And uh, it's like a, a special pepper and, of mm. course, some adobo spices. And I think one of my favorite parts of Taco Cabana is you can get it in a bowl form. You mm. can get it in a taco and a bowl form. Okay, I swear to God, I, I will. I'll put my life on a cabana bowl. The cabana bowls are one of the best fucking things mm. in the world. Uh, especially, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about this now, but the uh, the the bowl, of course, being made out of a deep fried tortilla yeah. chip. Yeah. So every part of this meal is edible. Um, there aren't enough good things that to be said about the uh, about the. Yeah, they they got the taco salad and flipped it on its head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, and then, of course, uh, you can't forget another new classic, the cheesy gordita bites filled with mozzarella cheese topped with cilantro and lime ranch and some, I guess, some cheese, some like goat cheese. I don't know. Oof. Yeah, see, I'm going to go the opposite direction <laughs> on that one. If that's if that's the standard for classic these yeah. days, then, man, we have some rough times ahead of us, folks. The future looks pretty <laughs> bleak if this is what is going to be the new classic. Yeah, uh, you know, what's with mozzarella lately? Showing up I, in all these places. I don't know. I don't know why mozzarella would make its way into anywhere um, in the Mexican food circuit to me. Like, that is just so strange. Like, I never associate mozzarella of all cheese. Maybe with a, a Oaxaca? Uh, yeah, you know Oaxaca, I mean? some Monterey Jack, some yeah. Jack cheese, some cheddar. Like, mm, there's so many good. Jack. Yeah, there's so many good ch- cheeses that, you know, can be fried. and uh, The best pepper jack or the best Monterey Jack you can actually taste the heat in it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. That's that's that 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 flavor that that you expect. Yeah. But like mozzarella, I don't know. And also just those things like they're they're too they're too much. Like there's there's there the idea the concept of food like yeah. that I think is is really like alluring and mind blowing. Like you hear somebody like a deep fried gordita thing and that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds delicious but, as fuck. But the execution is is not there you know yeah and i think that's the that's the uh it's like the, the second it's like the second they're like the second jurassic they're like the second jurassic world movie that's so, i was about to compare it to peter jackson's king kong okay you know another I mean? good one it yeah, sounds good like it's gonna be amazing it's directed by peter jackson coming right off the fucking heels of lord of the rings yep. and then it's a fucking turd exactly it's a three hour long turn from turd. a distance you see it coming at you and you're like oh my god i need this, this needs gonna be to be part of awesome. my life and then you actually do it and you're like you know what they could have done it better <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> You know, yeah. No, like, that's but, exactly it. Yeah, and and people, uh, uh, okay, let's not talk about King Kong. But you're absolutely uh, we've right. We've talked about <laughs> King Kong like this is what the fifth time we've talked about it on probably on uh, this on this pod. Well, no, this is our first podcast. So yeah, like, not, I guess the, not on this. Is that podcast. the fifth time this episode? It must have been <laughs> shit. These things they 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 feel like they go quickly, but they actually keep on rolling and rolling and rolling. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Now you talked about a bleak future. Um, I'm actually really excited. I think Taco Cabana is moving along with the big boys and introducing Beyond Meat bowls and tacos okay. for a limited time, of course. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, why, for, right? why only for a limited time? You can only give vegetarians a little thing at a time. All right? oh, okay. You give them an inch, they They're take like, a mile. Gotcha. Gotcha. So this is really like to just rub it in the face of the vegetarians <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, well, interesting. I mean... I am a big fan of meatless meat so far. Yeah. Uh, there's 
you know, the Impossible Burger from Burger King was fucking amazing. Carl's Jr. got it, the uh, got an Impossible Burger, which I didn't, is banging. I didn't know that. I oh, didn't yeah? I know that. Um, it's one of Norris' favorite spots. So, uh, but yeah, Taco Taco Cabana's meatless options, I, I, could, I could see going down that route, but... Um, As a Texas chain, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, but, but what I was going to say is, but this will be kind of like my first kind of transition into this. One of the best things about Taco Cabana is their wide variety of meat selection. I think that is one of the things that really separates them from other... You know what, actually... From, other, from other taco fast food restaurants that are just like... You know, know. you know, that's a great point. And I think I that I'm just, having a hard time thinking of one right now. Well, that, that should... That should just... Let's, let's, let's just jump into our talk topic because... Okay. Let's um, talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it because Taco Cabana, um, it's, it is, I would say, a revolutionary taco a fast food joint yeah because it's almost not fast food it's it's so fresh and so you know what i mean like um like you look at the pink exterior and you think oh that's a fucking fast food place but then you go in there and you're met with something completely different it definitely has a really so those of you who haven't been in a taco cabana before they are cantina style yeah like you gotta you get your own table the, the you can buy a beer there or a margarita, margarita a pickle margarita they have you know the really classic uh salsa bar you know that you see in a lot of traditional mexican restaurants that's like yep. um but that being said i would still say that the majority of people who go to taco cabana probably still do drive through i mean um got you, to yeah, I mean, I still think at the heart of it, it is a it is a fast food restaurant, um, but uh, definitely um, elevated uh, if you decide to eat there. For sure, and and you know, honestly, uh, the the person that had had taken me to Taco Cabana the most is my dad. He fucking loves Taco Cabana. He loves their. They have like a br- a brisket. Uh, egg taco that he likes to get you know like my dad loves that breakfast taco is fucking bomb yeah they have breakfast tortas yeah. now yeah which are which are fucking they look amazing um so that that's like really my only experience with taco cabana um you know before we decided to do this podcast because uh, and and when i've had it it was always good you know what i mean like i never had anything really to complain about um so like I think today was the first time I was able to like really like test a bunch of variety of stuff from the Taco Cabana um Taco Cabana menu and man that's just good as fuck. Yeah. They have a they have a churro which is to die for. Mm. I didn't get to try that one today, unfortunately. <laughs> I hit the bottom of the well when uh, when I finished my quesadilla, which they forgot the pico on. I am, I am going to say that. But uh, you know what I'll say? Uh, first of all, it's absolutely, you know, I think Taco Cabana hits definitely a different market of, of the uh, Mexican fast food uh, yeah. customer. Like it's definitely more rooted in that traditional taco, that street taco. You know, most of their best stuff, I think, is just like, you know, has the really onions. you think you think street taco? Yeah, yeah. I think that they're hmm. like they're much more rooted in that sort of style of like cilantro, real simple, you know, corn tortilla. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that they're definitely more rooted in that. They're 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 not quite as uh you know they don't push the envelope quite as much as other you know obscure fast food restaurants that you know I don't 
<laughs> that I can't recollect at this moment. But uh, but e- either way, I think that it's definitely just like a, a more kind of traditional taste. Uh, Tex-Mex style, essentially. Oh, yeah. A hundred. Uh, dude, I think Taco Cabana defines fast food Tex-Mex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, ha- it it is it's actually rooted in San Antonio. Like Taco Cabana was founded by a dude named Felix Staling. Stelling? I don't know. In 1978, and the restaurant at first, uh, it was it was just a building. It was actually a vacant Dairy Queen, and they had him and his family. Some had things owned. never change. <laughs> they Fuck had, you, Dairy Queen. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Now, uh, they actually owned a uh, a bar across the street called the Crystal Pistol, and old Felix, he was like, "Yo, we need to buy that Dairy Queen because we need extra room for like parking." And so him and his family, they had bought it, and he was like, you know what? I'm, it says we got a bar. I'm going to open up a fucking taco stand. And so that's what he decided to do. Well, you know, like any fucking um, like flip, you always invest way more money into it and like do way more things. Like, uh, like your ideas just keep growing and growing and growing. Right. And that's what had happened. He decided to open up a, uh, a chain called Taco Cabana. Oh boy! So just from day one, Taco Cabana knew what it was. Good for this guy, you know, yeah. like absolutely being able to having the vision right off the bat, like knowing. Well, that- see, it, it wasn't it wasn't a, just a him thing because from the very beginning, it was all like a family orientated type, yeah, type business. Right. Like his wife was the one who came up with the now iconic pink exterior, and then you go inside, and she came up with like the idea of making it a cabana themed, like. You know, a behind every great man is an even better fucking woman. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And this family just, you know, I just love the fact that right off the bat it was called Taco Cabana. It stuck with the pink colors. Yeah. It just knew what it was right off the bat. It knew and it it, it saw the potential for it to to you know uh, capitalize all over the market. Well, the best part is is like think about it. You're at, you're at the Silver Pistol. You're listening to Leonard Skinner, just drinking it up, and you're fucking hungry. You know, yeah. the bartender's like, hey. Hit that pink place right across the street. Get some tacos. Yeah, you know. And the good thing is, is they're open twenty four hours. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually listened to an interview, and um, oh Felix, he said that his father taught him a philosophy that if somebody wants to give you money, you stay there and take it. It's a good philosophy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it is a good philosophy, especially if you want to build a business yeah, like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that needs to happen. There's no way you will be able to do anything else if that doesn't happen. But he also gave a reason why. It, it was 24 hours. It's because their patio furniture kept getting stolen. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it, it could have gone either way. It's that's San Antonio, so what do you expect? Who, who would get away with that? But, um, yeah, during that time, Taco Cabana was, was fucking jumping. They were so popular, uh, Felix had said in an interview, that there were, like, lines for days. Wow. Like, he, like, people would be steadily, like, busy. Like, it'll be, like, three days, like, fucking... Do we know at this point how many locations there were? Uh, just one. Just one? Yeah, just, just the one. Just one location, wow. Yeah, and um, uh, the reason why they say it was so popular was because of how portable the food was. And we're talking 1978. Um, other, you know, uh, humongous taco chains are just starting to expand. You know what I mean? They're just starting to take root into the American culture. Um, so Taco Cabana, like when they say that 
there at, at the time in Texas, that food was like revolutionary to have like fast food tacos. It, it kind of was, right. you know what I mean? That's yeah. not completely untrue. Uh, even though there are other companies who may have done it better, you know what I mean? Yeah. For longer. Yeah. Um, and one of the cool things I, I did find out about Taco Cabana, though it wasn't created by Mexicans and it's heavily inspired by Mexicans, um, the first original cook was actually a Mexican woman named oh. uh, Connie Gutierrez. And her recipes were homemade, super simple, delicious, fresh food uh, recipes. And I think that's another another thing that, that Taco Cabana did is they were kind of one of the first fast food joints to uh, offer just like straight up fresh food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not send, selling you prepackaged meat from uh, like Wisconsin. Yeah, you know that that is definitely like um, definitely something that comes across when you eat there. As you can tell, especially like the tomatoes and the lettuce are of a higher quality. Yeah. Than, than other fast food restaurants. Oh, the thing that's really cool about Taco Cabana too is that it doesn't really like when you go there at least price wise, value wise, it is a little bit more expensive oh, than yeah. other fast food restaurants mm -hmm. but um not significantly really yeah not significantly you don't think so yeah i i disagree i spent 30 dollars there uh an hour and a half ago <laughs> and it wasn't as much food as i would have got say from or um taco bueno you got know you. what i mean yeah. or like you know I don't, i'm just just com just comparing Com comparable like if you're if you were to put it on a scale yeah 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 yeah, yeah. maybe maybe other companies larger companies would be a little more like cheaper um but the food is definitely fresher i had the shrimp um yakutan taco plate fucking amazing yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it was so good and the shrimp wasn't chewy it, like something you would expect from maybe culver's you know what i mean like a little bit of a chewy shrimp yeah uh, like it's been sitting there in the fridge but this was was amazing we don't have it on our soundboard tonight but i am looking for the applause for the <laughs> I mean, anybody who anybody who eats fast food uh seafood will get an applause on this show so. but i agree with you that like i think that eating eating shrimp at taco cabana would be less scary than eating shrimp at like fucking any other place honestly For sure even long john silvers even the place that you could go to get <laughs> shrimp you're probably better at taco cabana yeah i i for instance so i got the um what I always get when I go to Taco Cabana, I always get the quesadilla because of one one secret hack that Taco Cabana just that separates them for everybody else is that their quesadillas have the option of being lined on the inside with pico de gallo. So <laughs> like that for me really uh, really fucking kicks it into overdrive. <laughs> However, tonight they fucking forgot to do that. Fuck yeah, they because did. Because everybody knows, you know, on this first podcast of ours that uh, that uh, people in uh, these drive throughs they got it out for old for old Dill Dill over here. <laughs> they don't. They, they like to see Dill Dill drive away hungry and uh, unhappy. Yeah, next year you should um, get a New Year's resolution or something like that. I now, should. <laughs> maybe. Now, as the business grew, uh, Felix asked his two brothers. Uh, to help him expand his chain throughout San Antonio. Uh, right after that, they had about nine restaurants. And then going into 86, the brothers had a fallen out after differences of, of opinions and like um, like how to manage the business. Um, so they, they all split off. And in the early 90s, Taco Cabana, they 
started growing even more, expanding into New Mexico and uh, and in Arizona. And they were even getting so big that in 1992, tacos, it's called Taco Pesos, tried to steal their exact same concept. Wow. Wow. So... This was like the heyday then of Taco Cabana. In like. 1994, I would say that this is kind of the heyday, heyday because in 1994, they actually topped out at $127 million and adjusted for 2021. It's only about two hundred and twenty-seven million, but still, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, for for an up-and-coming uh, company like like Taco Cabana that started as almost essentially a taco stand. I mean, you look at other companies, and sure, they may have expanded bigger, but Taco Cabana was more interested in um, keeping that quality the same. Yeah, yeah, and maintaining its uh, maintaining its original uh, uh, integrity. You know. Yeah, sometimes you have to sacrifice a little money to you know maintain the integrity of your product and i think taco taco cabana hit that shit right on the head yeah absolutely absolutely now as we jump into the early 2000s uh taco cabana all went through another humongous chain now this at this time they had already been acquired by a bigger um um like organization conglomerate not like yum brand or you know mcdonald's group anything like that um but like a like a, a just i forget what they're called I, I had it in here but who gives a fuck um <laughs> they introduced the mexican grill concept where you're going to be able to order grilled beef grilled chicken grilled shrimp another way that they're diff, you know putting themselves setting themselves apart uh with these like more authentic fresher um Meats. Yeah, yeah. You definitely get that when you go there, for sure, that there's that more kind of fajita style right off the grill. You can s- kind of s- smell it as you're going through the drive-thru that, you know, there is definitely a real gr- grill there, you know, cooking up some real some real fajitas, some real yeah. some and, real meat. And, and we had talked about this before, like we started the episode, but because Taco Cabana has their, like, roots in actual authentic Mexican food, I think it, it, it plays better for them. You know what I mean? Rather than against them, because other companies, uh, they they dip their toe in it. You know what I mean? They they run that line, but they don't ever really like fully go over. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas Taco Cabana is like, we are fast food Mexican food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we we our roots, we are literal first person to make food is Connie Gutierrez, not some white dude who yeah. can't pronounce tacos. Yeah, exactly. You know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. The other thing that can't be overstated at um, at Taco Cabana as well is the quality of their queso. So their queso, it isn't like other fast food Mexican restaurants where it's just like fucking, you know, like just chemical, a glob of chemical fucking nacho cheese. Taco Cabana has like legit, you can dip your chips in it and it tastes delicious goddamn queso. The real, the real deal queso. For sure. So that's another thing that I'll say, like, you know, if you go there and you order queso, it you won't be disappointed. It's, it, it's a it's a it's a pretty, pretty good fast food cheese dip. So as we were just uh, as I was just praising um, Taco Cabana for being more authentic, like more Mexican food in 2012, they actually went through a humongous renovation and they uh started doing their their restaurants with like decorative estrella like light ceilings you know the star lights and then they started using like authentic mexican like decorations pictures of like street life in mexico it just like 
they don't have roots in Mexico. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like take pictures of San Antonio it's, it's in like Houston. When, it's like when you go to Subway and you see all these like pictures of like old New York City yeah. and people ride. It's <laughs> or like, fresh vegetables. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, like a like a gondolier going down like a canal in Venice. Like, yeah. You know, with a fucking salami sandwich. Like <laughs> it's not. It's yeah, not, that's exactly. That's that's a great. That's a great way to put this because it's just not street food. Yeah. Like it's just not authentic. Like it's it it's the closest authentic and it has roots in authenticity, but it's not authentic yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't need to see pictures of Mexico. Keep that shit fucking like make a mural, <laughs> you know, or take pictures of downtown San Antonio or downtown Houston. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that same year in 2012, Felix did die at the ripe old age. 78. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Felix. I didn't know what sound effect it was going to be. It wasn't a good one for you. I was hoping it would be a little more, a little fitting. But this uh, is our first episode, so I hope yeah, you forgive we'll us. We'll figure for out this. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out this whole fucking soundboard <laughs> someday. And then, um, but you know, one of the cool things about Taco Cabana is they actually didn't franchise it out to a shit ton of people. Um, actually, in 2016, they only had six franchise stores and wow. 126 company-owned stores. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't actually start franchising them until like the 80s. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I, I think that just goes along towing that line of like freshness. Sticking to their, sticking to their guns. Yeah. yeah. Integrity. You no. just got to know, like right off the bat, when you, when you're, when you're founded and and the name that you were founded on is still the one that you use. Like you're going to, yeah, that's like the signal to me. Yeah. yeah that you're going to stick with it. And then of course, uh, 2020, the beginning of 2020 wasn't a good year for anybody. So on January 14th, 2020 taco cabana announced that they'd be closing 19 taco, taco cabanas in Texas. And only thing they said was, we're eliminating all the stores with significant loss. Whew. Damn, so that was even pre-COVID then. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 actually, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah pre-COVID. They, they were fucking sucking ass before COVID hit. <laughs> Damn, so how many stores did it say? Uh, 19. 19, wow. Yeah, 19 company-owned. Or isn't company? No, 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 it's just all the stores that only came in at a loss. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Well, that's what happens, unfortunately, you know, in this competitive world of, uh, you know, fast food, Mexican food, like it's tough to, it's tough to stick to your guns when there's other uh, big bells out there, you know, ringing uh, on every block, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean out there, you cabanies. (laughs) Which brings us to 2021. And one thing I've noticed while doing all of this research is the Taco Cabana um, employees that stay like really love the company. Like there are employees there from the very beginning, you know, wow. I mean, it started in 1978 and, but they're like, uh, I watched a couple of interviews where they interviewed maybe 10, 15 people, um, who were there for 30 plus years. Yeah. Makes sense. And, and that's the kind of longevity you don't necessarily get from, you know, other, other, 
other fast food joints. Yeah. You know, look at McDonald's. I'm sure they have a humongous turnover rate. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I just think like if you're if you're in the fast food industry, if you're like a fast food employee, I'm sure that Taco Cabana, as far as working for a fast food restaurant, is is probably better and more clean, clean and kind of just. I don't gen- know about that. <laughs> okay, well maybe <laughs> I maybe don't not know that. about that. Maybe not that, but yeah, because uh, the Taco Cabana I went to. It didn't look like the cleanest taco yeah. cabana I've ever been in, okay? But there's got to be something, you know. If you're if if you're committed to the vision like that, you know, there there's there's, you know, there's there's something to be said. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that will bring us into uh our next episode. Um but let's go ahead and I think we should just just wrap things up, right? Yeah, yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us on our first podcast ever. Ever. And um yeah, we're hoping that uh if you if you if you heard this episode and you haven't been to Taco Cabana, you might have learned a little something today. <laughs> and mean, if uh, you're not from Texas, yeah, if you're from Texas, you know how the you know how deep these roots go. You know uh, what Taco Cabana is all about. You've probably been in there. You felt the love. You've seen the pink glow from the street. Um, but if you haven't, get in your fucking car right now. Uh, you know, grab a mask, you know, grab your family, drive to Texas. It's a great state to be in right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, go to, go, go feast your eyes on a cabana bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, be sure to follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter and, um, follow me on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Follow me on, uh, on Instagram, uh, Jordan Krennic on Instagram. Yeah. And, and come back for the next episode yeah. because Jordan's going to let us in on his top secret mission. Wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, Cabana boys. Cabana boys.